वेलकम टू द ब्रेकिंग बैरियर्स पॉडकास्ट आई एम शुभी अग्रवाल को फाउंडर एंड चीफ ऑपरेटिंग ऑफिसर एट लोकोबज अ लीडिंग सैस प्लेटफॉर्म फॉर मैनेजिंग द कस्टमर एक्सपीरियंस एंड आई एम योर होस्ट फॉर द डे टूडे आई एम डिलाइटेड टू वेलकम जसलीन मारवा अ होम शेफ टर्न रेस्टोरेंटो हु हैज बिन रिप्रेजेंटिंग एंड सेलिब्रेटिंग कश्मीरी कुजीन थ्रू हर ब्रांड नमक बाय जसलीन With her passion for cooking and love for food, Jasleen has significantly impacted the food industry. Jasleen's journey is truly inspiring and we can't wait to learn more about her experiences and insights in the food industry. Welcome to the podcast Jasleen. Thank you Shubhi and thank you for the lovely introduction. You've spent two decades as media professional producing film media content. So what inspired you to transition into becoming a home chef? I know that's a long time you know to make a switch but I think it's more the foodies that kind of inspired me. I was drawn into the into cooking by people who loved to eat more than you know my decision to actually consciously cook. It was a kind of a thing where people wanted me to cook for them. It's also because I think Kashmiri cuisine is so rare to find. that whoever knew me started associating me with kashmiri food for parties they wanted me to cook for friends all of them whenever i was cooking or that's all they'd ask me to cook so i think i was more drawn into the field and than more of a conscious decision interesting so that explains how you actually developed the passion for the kashmiri cuisine what inspired to launch your brand namak by jasleen So initially I was still doing my media work while doing some pop-ups you know restaurants around 2015-16 had started you know suddenly regional cuisine had come into limelight so restaurants started doing pop-ups home chefs started doing dine-ins where people would come to your house eat a meal even strangers they just connected over meal conversations over food and kind of left as friends so that was a very interesting thing that happened around then before lockdown So more and more people started getting to know about my food. So I think I started getting more orders. People started reaching out for any kind of information they needed on Kashmiri food. That in turn motivated me to find out more about my own food. And because I'm not a trained chef because I've not grown up completely in Kashmir, we moved when I was about 12 from Srinagar and I've been all over since then. So That's when I realized that if I'm really going to do this I better be doing it really really well which meant that I had to go back to my roots and eat more of that food see more of that food being cooked you know kind of learn why I travel why I eating and then why uh, replicating that taste that I was eating so that's how I started getting deeper and deeper into the Kashmiri cuisine which is again as I told you very rare to find you don't have many books on it you don't have many people who do it you don't have many restaurants out there and after this point lockdown happened somewhere and we were all stuck at home that was my another question <laughs> how did you survive the covid times because uh, i mean even established businesses mm. were actually sort of hey trying to figure out mm. pivoting Yeah. doing different kind of you know things to sort of be around once this whole gap year happens what did you do during those duration i think actually covid transformed the entire journey and gave it a new direction because that's when nothing outside was happening so i had to resort to something that i could do from home and cooking was the only thing that i could you know do from home 
there was a demand then for home cooked food because restaurants were shut and that's when i thought maybe if i actually opened a menu on instagram you know maybe somebody would respond and want to order the food i didn't realize that by the time by the 2 3 years that i had been in the industry i had actually gathered a good you know following of passionate foodies who were probably just waiting for me to do this so the moment i opened a menu the first menu it was sold out within a day or two so i opened a weekend menu then every weekend after that i kept opening a menu it kept getting bigger and bigger people started reaching out you know to send food to their families raksha bandhan was there sisters reached out from us or you know all over saying can you send some food out to my brother birthdays during the lockdown so i did all of that you know just through namak sending food out so it just became a little more than just a delivery kitchen you know it was way of for people for families to connect to their families in lockdown and food is anyways a big yeah. part of our heritage yeah. and big yeah. part of our culture we yeah. love thing does it better yes. than food yeah. we love expressing our love through food itself yeah. so yeah it's amazing so tell me again when you think about restaurant businesses most of the chefs or the restaurant owners are men so it's primarily can be said it's a male dominated industry so to speak how is it for you as a female entrepreneur working in this industry what kind of challenges that you face and how do you overcome those so you're right because while all almost all the home chefs i know are females it's the exact opposite in the restaurant industry so the first challenge is to win the trust of your team you know there you know you've been assigned you're in charge you're leading a team of about 15 20 and most of them are men so first of all you have to you know win their respect you have to show them that you really care about the business you know and you have to show it in a way that only women can by caring about them as well so i used i think my women strengths not trying to be a man but just trying to stay the woman that i am and using those strengths by showing them that it's just been all about hard work that i've reached here that there is a background of a lot of work and determination that led me to where i am now so i think it's more about inspiring them so my idea is not to be stern not to abuse not to become a terror or a fear instead i want to be like an example to them where they try and be in their ways you know work towards that so it's like rather inspire them than make them fear of me so that's what a woman does you know by in her own way she just works and leads by example in a more nurturing kind of an environment and workplace yeah so i think the kitchen led by a woman may become more you know a pleasant and uh, more fun how was the transition from the cloud kitchen to an actual restaurant because the two business models are very very different from the business perspective how did that transition happened so i think when you're a home chef you're doing a lot of things yourself like you're taking the orders you're directly talking to your diners you're cooking yourself you're packing yourself you're your own brand you're even advertising making reels for instagram on your own you're shooting and then you're figuring out the business on your own and then you're doing the accounts the profit the loss on your own it's a very small team maybe just one more person who helps me with the entire process but when you move to a restaurant you have this entire team of people that are there for you you know there are times when i don't even get a chance to cook 
I will have to do is probably taste and maintain quality in the kitchen. There are already 10 people out there doing their job. They're doing their job very, very well. So my job then is to trust them so that they keep doing their job well. So there's a lot more that comes with a physical uh, diner. A uh, uh, cloud kitchen is just where you just see the food. But restaurant is where you come in for an entire experience. So the food is a part of it. The other part is how you do, how you deal with your guests, you know, how you welcome them. The other aspects are, you know, how your servers behave, how the food is plated, how's the temperature in the, the whole experience. restaurant, you know. Yeah. You're dealing with un 10,000 more problems. There's a washroom, is there water in there, is it clean? You know, the lights, the AC is leaking, all of that. Somebody's not turned up for work. So there are a lot more issues, there are a lot more challenges and every day is new, you know, like like I also say that, you know, it's not just about one experience. A guest you've pleased today who's gone out happy might come back tomorrow. So he's another fresh guest for you. You know, you again have to do the entire thing with him. You again have to welcome him. The food has to be right again. You know, it's not just that, oh, he ate here yesterday. He already knows our food. Today, again, he wants to be welcomed, spoken to nicely, and he again wants to eat good food. So it's a stand daily maintaining of that standard of, uh, you know, quality. We all need support systems in our personal and professional lives. Can you tell us how your family and friends have supported you in your journey? What role they have played and how they have sort of contributed in your success plan? I think my family knew it before me that I should be in the food industry. You know, it's the realization, also the trust that people put in you first, you know, that takes you forward. So my family also loves to cook. I've grown up watching my dad cook every Sunday, a mutton or a chicken. I've watched my mother religiously note down recipes in a book that still exists in her handwriting. You know, they're watching uh, food shows religiously. So I think it's been around, even though it's not been consciously around, it's still been around that space, that environment was always there. So that has, I think, led me here. And even in terms of professional, you know, like Prashant, who's now a partner in the restaurant, the first pop-up that I had was also in one of his previous restaurants. So, you know, there was some kind of trust which led him to also call me and get me on board for this. So to have faith in other people's trust, you know, is also very, very important. Now I'm going to ask you a very tough question. <laughs> How do you approach failure? And what have you learned from the biggest failure so far? I think, you know, my uh, experience as a media professional on ground, shooting locations, putting an entire project together has taught me a lot of problem solving. So that has helped me here when I'm in the restaurant because there are a lot of problems that you face every day and you're problem solving every day. So it's kind of a natural inherent quality that I almost kind of thrive in that environment, you know, surrounded by these lots of little things coming in. Is this done? Is that done? Oh, this happened, that happened that I think I've resorted to problem solving. So failure becomes slightly easier. Of course, it still pinches when somebody calls you and tells you, you know, I think this could have been better. You know, you save those little remarks more than you save the good comments. The bad comments stay with you more, you know. I had done this pop-up long back, about four years back, where they had made these little comment cards, you know, where you leave your feedback. 
So all mostly all the feedbacks were good, nice. And there was this one feedback. So in a menu of about 20 dishes, all he had written was the firni was good. So it meant like he had nothing else to say about the meal. So I should I picked that one comment card and took it home with me and you know, stuck it on my mirror. <laughs> it had his number. It had just one word written. The firni was okay. I was like, what about the rest of the meals? Like what happened there? <laughs> So these things, I think, of course, the failures stay with you. I think that's a mark of a good entrepreneur as well, because every failure is, again, a chance for you to improve. Am I not doing the right messaging? Is my product yeah. fit is not correct? Whatever. Yeah. I mean, depending upon where you are in your journey, every yeah. every single hiccup that you come across yeah. has some message which can be, you know, looked at positively. So I believe in that. Specifically, you know, like I'll give you another example. Something funny happened yesterday. We were making a dessert, and a new guy had joined it. And suddenly, the dessert was going out, and I took a small spoon out of it to taste, and it was salty. Oh no! So by mistake, the guy had put some masala which was salty in it instead of the sugar. So it's such a simple mistake, but you know, it's bound to happen where there's so many people, new people coming in, lots of food going out. So mistakes tend to happen, but it's how you keep a check on them and keep your team motivated enough so that, you know, like someone has to check it. So if I check it, they know, okay, she just got this right in time. So next time I'm sure now they're going to never forget to taste the dessert after it's made. Yeah. What would be the advice that you would give out to somebody who's just starting out in a space like yours? Like little words of wisdom for, for new entrants. I think something I've learned from me only is don't wait for the perfect time, you know. Just start. Maybe you'll give it, maybe it won't be 100% up to your, uh, you know, satisfaction. But at least you would have started. Like when I was starting off anything, I would just think, oh, it's not the perfect time. It doesn't look perfect. The, you know, the menu card could be better. This could be better. I'm sure I could do better, you know. But if you keep waiting, then you'll not get a chance to improve on that. So once you start, you'll only get better. So just the first thing you should do is just get started. Start small, but just start. Thank you so much. Uh, what a wonderful way to end this podcast. Start and don't think about the timing and everything. Once you start and build it, it will things will already start play you know uh, getting in place uh, it was really a pleasure having you on the podcast and being our guest today thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and thanks to our listeners for tuning into the breaking barriers podcast join us next time for more insightful conversations with trailblazing women who are making a difference in their respective fields until then keep breaking barriers and empower yourself and those around you Thank you very much. Thank you, Shubhi.